You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Yeah, Waddle 17, yeah. I just traded him. Got rid of him off the team. He wasn't doing enough for Dude, I haven't, played, more. I haven't played Odell one week this year. We're third. We have 41 points. The Union's yo, 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 yo. All right, guys. So, I mean, this is episode... Oh, we're on. Oops. Is this 98, 99? Oh, no, no, no. It's 90, no. 94? 94? All right, let's Been on a little hiatus. I got sick. Zach was under the weather. Plus, it's a verbal thing. So, like, if you have any type of speech, you know. and Yeah, if you have a little tickle in the throat. Like, I got a little stuffy nose right now. We're going to have to try to fight through that for the The last pod. one was 92, so we're on 93. Episode Huge. 93. Are we rolling right I now? I mean, episode's so rolling. So, 93. I've been waiting for this for 92 episodes. I've been <laughs> waiting for this for 92 episodes. My favorite sports number. 93. What are you looking at? Uh, nothing. You're good. Oh, okay. I thought you were, like, giving me the your mic's not on look. No. I'm used to that look. <laughs> <laughs> but 93. So, originally, it's spurts from Clemson. Our best defensive lineman, at least while I was growing up, would always be a defensive end. And only the, like, best five-star recruit we had would get 93. Because... Clemson really wasn't very good in the late 90s and the early 2000s when I started in my fanhood. And we would only get maybe one five-star on the whole team. And it'd be some random defensive end from somewhere in the country. We would have one good line. It was great. He would always wear 93. We had a couple in a row. Uh, Gaines Adams was a all-American, uh, I'm pretty sure. He had a early, a premature death. That's horrible. But uh, went to the NFL. He had a crazy. We were playing Wake Forest on the road, wearing the whites on the purples. Blocked field goal return <laughs> like 80 yards. Gains the out. memories. It's a classic highlight. That's an ACC all-time highlight. Like if you see that roll of ACC highlights with the blue overlay, like before you go to commercials over each team, that was one of the ones. <laughs> it was big man running a field goal back 70 yards. But uh. Uh, also, Daquan Bowers. I have signed Daquan Bowers football in my office as we speak. Number 93. Fat, young me, Zachary, wore 93 in peewee sports. Oh. I, this this is the last one, everyone. This is the Self-named la- pods. This is the last did. number I ever wore. <laughs> this is 93 is the highest I ever wore because that was my favorite number. I still have my 93 Falcons jersey. Uh, but, uh. Famous 93s in the NFL. Uh, don't really know, but I can give you some Clemson 93s. I mean, I'm thinking we go Zach Whittington, so 93. It's just all time classic. I really don't like Falcons the, legend. The, we're calling Taylor's Falcons. Legend. Taylor's Falcons legend Dude, inducted in the I'm Hall gonna, of Fame. I'm gonna take a picture of this and post it to our Instagram. So when you played Pee Wee sports, uh, especially football, they probably had this for every sport. But you would have picture day, right? You'd have picture day where you hold the ball and, like, get on a knee. You do, like, two or three poses. It's basically like school picture day, but it's for your sport. It's outside. It's on the field. 
and at the end of the year, you basically get the option to uh, purchase a bunch of a. Uh, oh, sorry, I clicked my <laughs> phone and turned on this music. But uh, you get the option to pick a package of pictures, whatever it is. <laughs> my mom has this framed. It's probably like two feet wide by two feet wide, maybe three feet wide. It's like a poster size, but it's framed. It's me holding a football, and it's a fake cover of like a magazine, like an ESPN magazine, with Fat Youth Zach 93. <laughs> it says like Player of the Year. It's like Zach Whittington wins Player of the Year for the conference. That is absolutely got to be on the gram. That is that is great. This ESPN is, Zach. I was so edition. embarrassed of the picture, even as a kid. When it when we got it, I was like this will embarrass me the rest no of my embarrassment. life. No embarrassment. Well, it's like, you're a kid, you're embarrassed. Now I think it is awesome. gold. <laughs> it is gold, because I am, jersey barely fits. Oh my God, dude. Red, little afro, man. Oh my God. It is, it is classic for the game. So I'll put that up on the, put that up on the socials. Socials. Also, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and double down on my stance. Ten and two, Clemson. I was about to say, Zach. We're I guess we're starting in college football. I'm sorry I to gonna, hijack. I was just gonna go ahead and say, let's talk about it, Zach. We literally not very active on the Instagram on posting anything really. Dude, and then Zach Spirits coming are off the Clemson win, seventeen fourteen Friday night in the dome at Syracuse, has claimed Clemson ten and two ACC championship backdoor. College football playoff sneaking is what I mean. Because there's one factor. Alabama lost, Daniel. Alabama lost. Georgia, if you go undefeated, that's great. Hopefully, you know, oh man, it's setting up for Georgia and Bama both to be in the playoff. But Bama loses a random one somewhere. Maybe Georgia loses a random one and loses to Bama in the championship. I'm pulling for Georgia. Y'all, I'm pulling for y'all this year. But Clemson sneaking in that fourth spot, ten and two ACC champion. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to argue. There's a lot of teams losing in the league right now. I was about to say, at this Cincinnati's point, down. Iowa down. Cincinnati's up. Oh wait, they're undefeated. They went, they went, undefeated. Right, they're right, going to be number two Iowa ranking. Down. Iowa down. Loses to Purdue at home. Tough I said one. it to my brother yesterday. Iowa is a team that is pretty good and deserve to be up there in the top rankings, but could lose to any team because they can't score points. Period. You know what's uh, funny? Uh, Purdue is, uh, they've won their last two games against the number two team in the country. They beat, they beat Ohio State in 2018 as the number two team in the country, and then their second opportunity against a number two team they just beat. Jeff, Jeff Brom's got a good program out there in Purdue. They obviously up and down this year, but at the same time, like, they're still a good team, and they were able to pull off that upset. Intriguing. And uh, I think it's just funny that like this is literally what Iowa does all the time. It's like we're gonna we're gonna get interceptions galore. We're gonna lead the league, the the FBS in interceptions at like 26 or something, you know. And then this game, Petrus throws four interceptions and they get no turnovers. Like that is exactly what's supposed to happen to Iowa. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I am just I, I was honestly baffled that you knew. Uh, 
I, you knew Iowa's head coach's name? Did you know Purdue's head coach name? Did Jeff Brown. You, you just name drop Purdue's head oh, coach. Oh, yeah, name? I got you on this one. That's what names. I was baffled. I'm like, um, I literally was like, good. I'm so glad Daniel knows what the hell is going on well, on every like, team. It, it, you, this has been the most chaotic year of college football I can remember in a long time. Like, I feel like we've been saying that the past few years, but like, this is insane. Like, at this point, I think 20 teams in the top 10 have lost to unranked opponents. Um, Florida is a three-loss team coming off a loss to an LSU team that lost to an Auburn team the week before. That yeah. The Auburn team lost, nearly lost to Georgia State the week before after getting Bo Nix benched. It literally is ridiculous what's happening across college football. Let Alabama loses to an A&M team that is like, oh, my God, A&M for the first four weeks couldn't block a soul. They couldn't score any points and had a backup quarterback and no center. And they then go beat Bama somehow. Um, Ole Miss is in Tennessee last night, and it, it takes an hour to finish the last 30 seconds of the game because there's bottles and golf balls and ketchup bottles, mustard, being, mustard bottles being thrown on the field. What is happening this so, year in college football? So I, I I love Lane Kiffin, and I'm a I think I've said it on the pod before. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss is perfect. I think we've said this. I've been to Ole Miss twice now. Oh, man. He is just perfect. He's, he's young. He's charismatic. He doesn't care. His pregame uh, for the Tennessee game, because he's – is this his first time back in Tennessee? Yes, first game as a head coach back in Tennessee. So, uh, he, he left Tennessee abruptly, you know, whatever. Exactly. I mean – Reasonable? It's reasonable, but is it? And then uh, – USC at the time was a lot better than it is now. Oh, exactly. God. Oh, God, Trevor. Oh, God. Trevor just sack bumble. Got uh, the Miami-Jacksonville game on oh in the my, background. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyways, Lane Kiff, his pregame presser, he was sitting there standing to get interviewed and just getting booed, getting tore a new one by the Tennessee fans. And they, he's just smirking, and he, like, looks around. He's kind of dismissive, like a Popovich type of way in his interviews, but he was he's basically like, I think they like me here. And then uh, – <laughs> The interviewer was like, I don't think they do, I don't actually. think they do. It seems pretty negative out there. And then on his way out of the game, someone throws a water bottle. Lane Kitchen catches it one hand while security guards escorting him. And then he takes his visor off and tosses it to the Tennessee fans. There you go. Pimp. I mean, I do love him. I love him being in the SEC. He's a fantastic Perfect addition. And the fact that, like, he's on the west side of, the, of the conference. So, like – them playing Bama like two weeks ago, obviously game didn't go ideal, but like he got the popcorn line in and then Bama's elephants eating popcorn at like one of the commercial break things in the end zone. And so like, it's just, there's so much trolling happening across college football at this point. Petty, petty shit going around. I love it. it. I'm all about it. Speaking all of, about Speaking it. of trolling, we're going on 2,900 days since South Carolina's beating Clemson. But uh, dang man, just pulling that out there. This Uh, is a dangerous year, though. I think a lot of teams for Clemson have been smelling blood in the water. So, and that South Carolina team, not great, but gets a gets a comeback win against Vandy last night. Four and three now. So you know, like, didn't y'all beat Vandy by 110? We beat Vandy nearly 70 some odd (laughs) points to nothing. And but then not, the but not week, South Carolina team. And then the next week after, we blank Arkansas. Arkansas not looking that good, though. Back-to-back losses for Arkansas, I think. They just uh, lost yeah, to Auburn. Third, third loss in a row. So, five Auburn. upsets in the top 25. 
this week. Auburn, Five. Auburn beating Arkansas being one of them. I can go through them all here. Let's get it. You got uh, Utah taking down ranked Arizona State. Hate that it. happened last night? I fell yeah. asleep wondering. Yeah. Hate for, hate it for oh, my God. Herms, the fighting Herms. Dude, the, <laughs> the fighting Herms. <laughs> Baylor beat BYU. 19 goes down. Purdue, we already mentioned, taking down number two, Iowa. LSU beating Florida. LSU is so here's oh, my thing. Ed Dan. Ogeron here's saved my his thing, job Dan. yesterday. He's gonna he saves his job every two weeks. And then uh Texas lost, but they were they were not underdogs. But anyways, we mentioned Auburn. My thing, Daniel, Georgia's Georgia's still great. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Georgia's still great. Georgia's probably the top one or two teams in college football. But your wins are being less credible as the year goes on, just SEC chaos. But, you know, you, these teams where you beat a, a top 10 Arkansas, they're not. They're not I, I, I don't know what to tell you. A top you, 11 Kentucky is Kentucky, really. I feel, I feel you what you said. I think the Kentucky win is a legitimate but the, win. I think that Kentucky the team of is going to go year, on to win 11 games. The parody probably. of this year, like you said, interception, Coach X, uh, we're playing the games that are in front of us. Like, you know. The thing, there's so much parody that – Teams are going to be moving in and out of the top 25. That's exactly you know? right. So, like, these are the best teams. It's just Georgia and Bama, and we thought Clemson – we thought we're head and shoulders above everybody, but it's just, you know, this year it's just Georgia. Well, and, and I Bama, think – which, I mean, Bama still has a loss. I think this is a year where you're going to see very large discrepancy between the initial playoff and uh, rankings – and where it finishes off, and also the initial playoff rankings compared to where the AP polls are, because the AP polls are going to be based on, you know, wins and stuff like that. And obviously you're going to have the Georgia and Cincinnati, but I still think, like, when it comes to the playoff committee, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, nine, eight, and one Bama that week coming off a massive win or whatever, like, whenever they decide when, I think, in two weeks rank, Bama's going to probably look, be number four, you know, something like that, like, I think it's really simple where that happens pretty quick that, like, these teams bounce back up. But you're right. The, there's volatility happening across the conferences. Mm-hmm. Like, not just in the SEC this year is people beating up on each other. In the, in the, big, the big Ten, like, you're about to get the Michigan State-Michigan game, the Michigan-Ohio State game, the Michigan State-Penn State game. Like, there's going to be a lot of just beating up on each other. Teams are going to have a lot of losses at the end of the season, I think. Yeah, going back to my my Instagram hot take, Clemson's four and two right now. You're playing five and one Pittman. So, Andy going to the game thinks it's going to be a negative travel experience. Oh man, man, <laughs> man, 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 no, 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 no. This grind it out, bite your fingernails, get down in a squat, and watch a field goal as time expires. It's back to football. In Clemson, South Carolina. <laughs> you don't know football. what's going to happen except one thing. 10-2 and two, ACC champions. 11-2 and two at that point. Go to the playoff. Hey, man. I hey, mean, man. If they went out and go get – like, it, depending on how many teams have multiple losses, that is a potential scenario. But at the same time, I think, like – and I do think, like, this week, like, Andy's uh, – I feel like people may have, like, a – feeling about this Pitt game because Pitt puts up points. Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback of the ACC Great, by this by this point by far. Um, but that say, being said, I thought the BC team was going to go out there and uh, give y'all a run for your money. And that was a close game, but at the same time, your defense really had it in hand the whole time, I felt like. 
Like this defense, y'all's defense is still dominating. The defense is fine. Our offense is borderline incompetent. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we got a little bit of the run game. We were rushing for six, seven yards on first down the whole game uh, on against Friday Syracuse. night. It was against Syracuse. But then incompletion on second down, and then you're passing again on third and four, and you put yourself in bad spots when you have to make a play on third and four when your quarterback's not that mobile. So we're well, punting the ball a lot here, you know? <laughs> and I think you're still seeing even – the, the concerning part for that is is coming off the bye week, and so, like, you were hoping to see some of these things cleaned up and fixed. And, like, he you're, still, better. you're it, still seeing some of the same issues, though, as far as, like, staring down hold receivers, long, holding the yeah. ball too long, the offensive line. Not, and, like, y'all got a freshman center in there because the center had an injury – um, so, like, you had a freshman center in there. I thought it played. they played pretty well offensively as far as, like, y'all ran the ball. But, like, pass Receivers protection. made some crazy plays. Pass protection still is not exactly where you need it. Yeah, um, but you got to get rid of the ball quicker. If you're not mobile, you have to be more like Tom Brady. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to tell DJ to be more like Tom Brady. But just in the terms of quick release, if you're not that super electric, elusive Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Speed, Kyler Murray, for instance, even Baker Mayfield rolling out of the pocket bootleg style. I mean, I, well, I, I hate to use pros for comparisons, but if you're going to be a pocket passer like that, it's got to be hype, read, 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 get the ball out of there, you know? It's well, gotta, I think another concern for this team is is you have, like, the Ngatas, you got the Justin Rosses. These are guys who can go out there in the XY positions, outside receivers, go up, high point the ball. Y'all don't have a speedy, shifty guy to do slants and stuff in those in the slot in the slot, but that also means you don't have a screen ability really. I feel like y'all are lacking the ability to throw like a screen pass out wide to get the ball out fast, you know, stuff yeah, like that. And I like Kobe Pace. I, we've had a few different running backs, <laughs> carousel running backs this year even, but uh, I mean, I'm still a little confident. I'm a little confident just in the. I, I feel like Clemson thinks that we're supposed to win, and that's. That can be still bad. Live, still that living can be bad. That. that can be bad, but also you're not thinking you're gonna lose. It yeah. still, like you're still living on that idea that you're the Clemson of of past. Exactly, it gives you, you confidence that we're gonna we're, get this done. We're we're week seven, week eight, wait eight of the season. Mm-hmm. We're beyond being like we're something different. You know what you are. You gotta admit what you are. Do what you gotta do. And playing into Dabo's message, just as like insight into the program, we break it up into phases. He like. First phase of the season is basically first half of the season. Second phase is, like, you're tuning up for the conference phase. Then there's, like, the bowl weekend fa- oh, Sorry, Trevor was throwing the ball. Uh, bowl weekend phase, and then basically championship phase. We're getting ready to win the playoff in the championship. So we're only four and two. Six games in. Got half the season left. Tune it up. That's optimistic. Ten and two. I'm not sitting here trying oh. to trash my boys, but they have brought me back down to earth. I'm spoiled. I have two national championships. I expect us to just win 50 to zero, and I can turn the game off halfway through the first quarter. But it's just not the case. Anymore. Not it. Not this year, at least. We'll see. Uh, I mean, you got Cincinnati. I do. I think this is going to be intriguing. Cincinnati definitely has a very good chance that they keep winning out there in the playoff at this point, undefeated. Looked great yesterday, like 49 something. Um, I, overall, I mean, I, Georgia going in the bye week, number one in the nation, coming off that Kentucky game. How's and, it feel? Uh, it's, I like it. It's obviously cool and everything. At the same time, we got to go win out the rest of the games. The Florida game is going to be an unranked game. I don't see there being really another ranked game we have 
on our schedule as we got like Tennessee, Missouri, uh, uh, Charleston Southern, and then Georgia Tech. So, but at the same time, win out dogs, you're in the SEC championship at this point, you know, just got to finish the East off and like, it's all ahead of us, but I mean, I've I've been very I've been very hesitant to say anything about this team. I think obviously anybody can agree this team is as far defensively maybe <laughs> one of the greatest defenses we have seen in college football in a long ass time, um, and it's crazy because that's coming upon a year where like the past five years per se it's just been offensive juggernaut, offensive juggernaut. If you if you don't have an offense, you don't have a team, you know. And so uh, I, that's, I enjoy that. But one big note, Heisman Trophy conversation. We're out here talking. People want to talk about Matt Corral, and I get it. Ole Miss is pretty great at That's everything. that line was they, wild. They, they want to talk about Matt Corral and all this. They want to talk about Bryce Young. How about we go talk about the best, but the Heisman Trophy is given to the best player on the best team, even to the mo- like most influential player. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, is 350 pounds, 6'6", and can run 20 miles per hour, has been clocked on a radar at 20 miles per hour. This man deserves a Heisman. I don't <laughs> Just care. Just that alone. Jones, I don't care that he's a defensive tackle. Didn't play tackle. a game. This man, <laughs> this man literally is the key to the fact that the defense of Georgia has given up 46 points through seven games of a season. That is why that's happening, is he is out there. So... He had two. He had a block punt last night, or block field goal, and a block extra point last night. They're never gonna give. They will not give it to Heisman. him, but it's ridiculous. They won't. That man <laughs> absolutely deserves to be in the, the conversation only, for the Heisman. The only people that would ever win the Heisman on defense. At me. You gotta have twenty-five sacks. At me. You gotta have some turnovers, a couple touchdowns. I don't care. You gotta take Clowney sophomore. Year he is the best player in college football at any position. Period. I don't know who I can Period. say is any better, but, I mean, man. You just can't give the Heisman to it. You can't, but I don't care. <laughs> you should. That, and you should be honest with yourself because it's Maybe true. there needs to be a new award. Like, you, the Heisman just becomes the offensive player of the year, and then you make a defensive I mean, it is literally a quarterback award. It's not even an offensive player. It's a quarterback award. You give it to a running back. They're, they're, no, Mark Ingram won it. Did Derrick Henry win it? Yeah, Derrick Henry won it. Henry won it, but, like, do you know how they did that? They literally ran the ball like 800 you know times what made that me mad? season. You know what made me mad when you started the Heisman segment? You said it was given to the best player on the best team. And uh, sexual allegations aside, Deshaun Watson was on a better team and had better stats. Oh, that yeah. And Lamar Jackson. I absolutely believe that he should have won it I do love Lamar year. Jackson he nowadays. Won it there. He should have won it that year. I love Lamar Jackson nowadays, but Deshaun Watson was the best player in college football. Lamar Jackson ran up 70 points his first four weeks of the year. And, and Lamar and Deshaun beat Lamar and then won head the Head-to-head twice. That's where. So, yeah, it's absolutely it, – that, I, I am one that believes That's Deshaun's that Heisman. But – C.J. Spiller should have had College that. football, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been wild. We've been out for a couple of weeks, but we're back in it. And, uh, you know, we, I, I am excited to see the rest of the season. Coastal Carolina, number 16. Undefeated. BYU was up there ranked for a while, but they they fall. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's gonna be. I'm I'm intrigued to see if, like you said, Clemson. Now that there's a lot of losses, if some of these teams with other losses can uh, bounce back. Big note: Spencer Rattler, 
Heisman favorite coming into the season, benched and not starting for the Oklahoma Sooners anymore. Look at your three Heisman favorites we talked about week one. Spencer Rattler. Bench. DJ. <laughs> Uwe Ungule. Sam Howell. Oh, my God. North Carolina lost to Florida State, who had not won but one game up oh to that God. point. Tough. Oh, tough oh for Mac God. Brown and the boys. Oh. So, we'll see what happens in college football. On to Zach, where you want to go? Um, <clears throat> we can do it real quick before I let you do triumph. NBA starts in like three days, four days. A little hoops? Not a little. The whole hoop. The whole hoop. All we already had it. a little hoop the last week or two. A little preseason. Uh, Hornets lost the final preseason game by 70 points. We became a meme. Whatever. Who Holy cares? Crap. <clears throat> we did much better in the other games. I mean, the uh, Lakers didn't win a single preseason game. I was about to say, you don't read into the preseason of NBA. And uh, Rookie had a poster dunk on somebody, book night. So I'm excited to see what MJ and the boys got ready for us in four days. My favorite sport. So I do love football. makes me emotional. I love everything about it. NBA is my favorite sport. So I'm pretty excited. Dude. Good stuff. And a start date is what? Good tip off? October like 25th or today something? Today plus four. Uh, it's probably the 20th. Start day of the NBA. Don't quote me on that. It's probably right. around there, you know. All right. But uh, I'm trying to think, major storylines. Ben Simmons and the Sixers are working on. I was about to say he came back, back to practice. Together. He came back. I think he did. He, did he say Iverson he was going to be coming him, back. So I mean, if Allen Iverson says, "Hey, quit being a biatch and go to practice," you know, what are you going to do? You going to be a biatch? You going to go to practice? Kind of ironic. Allen Iverson telling you to go to practice of all people. Yeah, I was about to say, he's like, you should go to practice. I'm like, Alan, what, how many practices did you attend? But here's the thing. He couldn't shoot. <laughs> he, hit, he hit shots in clutch times. Ben Simmons passes the ball. You know off. what? That was, that was a great analysis by you. Alan Iverson wasn't really a shooter, but he could hit shots in clutch times. That's what it came down. Ben Simmons literally passed the ball off in clutch time. He said, if I no was, thank you. If I was six foot ten, you would have to fucking stop me from dunking. I would slap my <laughs> face on the backboard every I would, time I, I was would, dunking so I much. I would kiss the square. <laughs> I would kiss the square, and then I would hang on the rim until I got a penalty every single position. Little, little Space Jam reference. I'm going to drop the ball on the rim, and I'm kissing it in like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much our NBA analysis. <laughs> and then uh, triumph. Sport, before we get to triumph, sport that absolutely made me emotional last night, Zach. Oh Had a tear in my eye Dude, I was as Austin Riley hits a infield double for Albies to run it in. Get the piss out of that ball. 3-2 win over the Dodgers in the ninth. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. Braves up 1-0 in the NC NLCS. I know it sounds like literally ridiculous when it's 1-0. We ma I made fun of the, the Knicks for this. No, no, but no. No, no, no. The Knicks were in the first round of the beautiful. playoffs. We are in the National League Championship Series. Oh, my gosh. And it's against the Dodgers. It's against the, the team, Sith Lords of the West Coast. The team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Every year. They, ha they, they literally buy every single player. Here's the – for reference, Albert Pujols is on first for the Dodgers. That's all you need to know about that team. They have every good player, every position. Mookie Betts is the third number one batter in the lineup. Cody Bellinger's in the middle they're of the line, lineup. They're pitching. They've had Clayton Kershaw. I mean, Joe Kelly, reliever, came in in the seventh, and he sat us down one, two, three, and I started getting nervous because Joe Kelly's dealing, but 
the Dodgers couldn't get anything rolling. They got a couple men on. They actually got a man the third in, oh, the, yeah. in the top of the eight. And we struck him out, sent him home. Ran, oh, it was a rundown on the third. Oh, to oh, get the God. close out, it was beautiful. I was so scared. Strikeout leading to the pickle. A pickle in the top of the eighth with a man on caught between second and third. Send it to the ninth. Oh. And then okay. Albie steal the second. Albie gets on base. A blooper falls between the second baseman and the right fielder. And the center fielder, basically. All three of them missed it. Ozzy's on first. Steal second. Smacked down the left field line. Just jubilee, jubilation for Braves Nation. I was standing amongst strangers and I felt like I was with friends because the Braves beat the Dodgers. It was just. It's a great thing when, like, baseball postseason, I'm not mentally watching all the baseball, but I'm telling you, postseason baseball is when you watch that Brewer series, was fantastic. Enjoyed watching it. But uh, I'm glad that we obviously got the one for the Braves. I got, I got two notes from the Braves game. Freddie's worst game. Freddie had an error in the field, four strikeouts. His first four strikeout game in the playoffs ever. And uh, we still got the win. It's nice to see having some run support there. Max Freed did well. And uh, second note, sad Ronnie is missing out. Yeah. Sad that Ronald Acuna is missing out. But he's, he's there. But Jock Peterson. Where would we be without him? Where would we be without Josh? This team was 500 at one point. Like, midpoint of the season, 500. Looked like they had no chance. I had a, I had a Braves fan tell me that we were horrible the weekend that we went to the game, and we literally won a Braves game, and then we went on a streak, and then we brought it. We didn't even win 90 brought games it back. this year, but it's a scrappy bunch. Injuries probably hurt that record a little more than you think. And, I think uh, so. We really picked up Doc Peterson not that long ago. And uh, just crazy impact. Uh, just amazing. ALCS tied 1-1, going into game three. Boston Red Sox, Astros, both teams under 100 wins. Braves under 100 wins on the season, regular season. The, the Dodgers, the only team over 100 wins in the championship series right now intriguing but good stuff i love it let's go bravos hoping hoping we play the red sock i'd prefer not to play the astros i don't know why but we'll see well because um, the astros are cheaters yeah i don't want the astros to go home. because they're cheating yeah yeah that's, that's they're it. banging trash cans in the outfield it's really annoying um greenville triumph not annoying Absolutely opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. I love this team. Love what we're doing. Heating up. Heating right up, time. right time. Literally could not say it better myself. That heating up. We are on right now a two three game win streak. Prior to that, two draws. Prior to that, this team was looking pretty rough in all honesty. I was never gonna say they were a bad team, that we sucked. There were some people out there, I'm not going to name names, saying that we may have sucked. But we're all back around. This team's great. We're coming in here hot. Right now, standing-wise, Union on top, clearly proud of going to win the, uh, win, win the league as far as points. They got 47. I don't think it's really a chance for anybody to catch up. Um, that being said, Nana and Boo Boo, stick your head in doo-doo. We won on the road at Union. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, 
big in your face. So I love it. Um, and then come back this week, last night, win at home against New England 1 0. This team is doing the triumph get stuff of parking the bus, strong defense. I haven't heard that. Getting a, goal, getting a goal at some point, finding the net when we need to. Um, park the bus. Park the bus, man. The Red Wolves, 43 points. Greenville Triumph, third place with 41. Richmond with 40. There's a little space between five and four. New England losing last night only stays at 37. Um, if Greenville play, we play uh, Red Wolves next week. So if we can get a win against Chattanooga next week, Chattanooga zero points, we get three points. That'll put us at 44 in second place and a bye week for the first round playoff. That being said, even if we don't, if we get the tie, only get one point. We're still sitting in the uh, hosting the home game for the first, and that's what we need. We want to host a game for the first round of the playoff or have the bye week. Yeah, Do host. not be on the road. Um, this is a home team that they just seem plays well at home a lot of the time, so prefer to be at home for the road game or for the first by, first round. So we'll see what happens, but only a couple games left, like two games left in the season. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, the team. Can get a, if we can get two more wins here, we may be sitting in second place. It'd be great. Actual playoff this year. Actual playoff. A little road game, a little home game. Nobody, no canceling games, you know. It's going to be good stuff. Man, sports. Sports. Zach, Full NFL? Swing. NFL. Do you got anything? Like, obviously, we got, we can talk about NFL. We're... Literally like week four what, of the what, NFL, what, are week there, five. Are there any controversies right now? Oh, Geno Smith's starting today. Oh, uh, there's this controversy in the Raiders organization oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. as John <laughs> Gruden <laughs> has been resi- – he resigned, but it was definitely a more, sir, you need to resign, and he obliged as there was uh, emails that came out during investigation into the Washington – football team organization front office uh, searching through, I think it was like 250,000 emails. They found emails from John Gruden to, uh, I think it was Al, John Allen, something of that nature. I cannot remember his first name, uh, but uh, one of the front office members of the Washington football team, and uh, it was back, dating back to like 2007 through 2018, something like that, but uh it was John Gruden, and he had many uh, just emails through there that were littered with uh, inappropriate language, references to people and uh, communities and cultures that you know is insensitively not not appropriate in today's society, not appropriate in a workplace on a work email. And so John Gruden was has resigned from the Raiders organization. Um. I feel like there's a conspiracy here somewhere. Uh, he wasn't working in the NFL at the time when he wrote these emails, so like it's literally someone just basically digging up text messages. It was an email, wasn't it? It was, it was referencing uh, Roger Goodell. There was Roger. He called him an MFer. Yeah, he called him something else too. Talking, there was <laughs> use of uh, the the uh, keyword uh, about one of the players in the NFL who had come out as a as a, you know gay, and uh, he referenced him, and it's just 
I mean, yeah, you can't be associated with just, it as a football organization. Talk, I mean, know? it's not. It is. It is absolutely. And Allison Zach, another controversy that I absolutely blanked on that because we, you know, have not talked in a while. Urban Meyer pops up on the screen here. A couple weeks ago, Urban Meyer coming off his fifth loss of the season gets caught on camera in his own bar that he owns. Urban Dancing with a lady that was not his wife. <laughs> and then was reprimanded by the front office of the Jags. Has, is now sort of on, I would say thin ice, but you know, it is, you know air quotes around thin ice. Because you know, there's probably a better term. But on thin ice with the front office of the Jags. My big problem with all, most of it. He came out after getting reprimanded and said it's on the team to rally together. Even though all of this is because of him. <laughs> I'm just like absolutely stunned. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> just the boldness to not know that somebody's going to have a camera and film oh, you. It's just ridiculous. He, he, just, he was just um, and she was probably I don't I, mean, I have not actually seen the video. I've not watched the video. <clears throat> I've either. seen still shots of just you know the reporting. Yeah. I don't really care to see. Urban I'm not trying to watch the video. Exactly right. Uh, I don't know anybody who wants to go look up the video that bad. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it's is it an issue? I don't really think so. You think all the, I mean, how many coaches literally win a game and go straight to a strip club? So I don't want to hear it, dude. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to hear it with their players. I'm sure. So like, uh, it, come on. I mean, the fact that he didn't fly back with the team. A lot of former players in the in the media were like, the coach never doesn't fly back with the team, especially after your fifth loss in a row. Especially, you know. I mean, if you're staying behind in Ohio, your hometown, to stay with your family, one thing. Getting caught bumping and grinding at your own bar, not the best look. <laughs> Illegal? No. Binds for termination? No. Anywhere near as bad as John Gruden? No. Not at all. And everyone calling for the, your wife at home. Oh, my God. You're probably texting somebody on the side, too. Shut, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, and who knows that Urban Meyer and his wife aren't together say, for they, money, and they love and they swinging. Will, and they may, have, they may have that style relationship where that is acceptable You're telling me Urban Meyer you doesn't never look know like what's a Urban Meyer looks like a swinger. So, yeah, <laughs> you, can, you don't know what's happening behind their closed doors, but I just think in reality, as far as, like, the organization, I get the Jags being like, bro, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I get it. Don't do you, it. <laughs> you don't want your coach doing that, but like, you don't want your. The thing is, you don't. What if want, your coach was single? You don't is it okay want. For him to my do thing that? is, you don't want your coach to be doing that. I think single, if they're five not and single, zero, he could be grinding on a party boat. That dude. that is a possibility. I just think I don't think <laughs> you want, that is a possibility. I just don't think you want your players thinking that's acceptable in the organization because it could lead to players doing other things that may not be acceptable. Or, or, you know, wanted by the organization. And so, like, you're trying to set that standard. But that being said, I'm literally imagining. If he's 5 and 0, oh, that man's not getting in trouble at all. I'm imagining <laughs> Urban Meyer just damn Bilzerian status on jet ski with just multiple women. But also, I would assume if he's <laughs> 5 and 0, oh, I would assume if he's 5 and 0, oh, he doesn't have to stay in Ohio to party. 
he can go back to Jacksonville to party because they want him to party in Jacksonville at 5-0. Yeah. Nobody's trying to party with him at 0-5 right now, I promise. Yeah, I mean, they could even get caught in Vegas if they were 6-0. 5-0. Like, like, it literally, they'd be like, Trevor Lawrence could do anything he wanted as long as they were winning. Winning covers up a lot of stuff is what is happening But unfortunately, there. they have not won a single game. So, Zach... Another team that may not, they've won a couple games that I'm a little curious about. What are you, how are you feeling about the Chiefs team that I don't think is a top five team in the AFC? I don't think they're top five, genuinely. I mean, their defense is pretty abysmal. Uh, you got weapons, and then Mahomes look a little bad, but their offensive line still, Mahomes is fine. Their offensive line's still not great, and their defense is getting worse. And their division's getting better. So that is a recipe for coming back down to earth. That's the problem. I think your problem is, is not only like that, not only is the offensive line not fixed, that defense getting worse, but not only are the Ravens even more serious of a contender this year, I think, than they were last year. Lamar looks better. They, they've had a couple comeback wins from behind where they had to throw the ball and Lamar was successful. Um, you also have the, the Chargers not dropping games by three points and one touchdown and th- four points, stuff like that. They're winning big games. They're winning close games. So, like, that is another team in your division. I think also if you look across the AFC in general, the Browns are a lot better this year. Baker Mayfield's look good. Um, I think there's multiple teams that are a threat to maybe, maybe, maybe not. Don't and don't don't sleep on the East. It may not be the Patriots coming out of the AFC East, but that Bills team, Josh Allen, that's a legitimate Super Bowl potential team. They can get to the Super Bowl. Maybe not win it. Maybe win it, but they definitely have a potential of getting there. So. Yeah, Panthers also came back down to earth. McCaffrey's on injury reserve. Shuba Hubbard's <laughs> looked good, though, in, yeah. in his stead. But we're talking about a guy who was arguably the most electric offense player in the league, even as much I you know, hate on McCaffrey. But also, the defense gave up a little more. It wasn't doing as great. I'm trying to think. A few notable players went on injury reserve. Pretty sure Russell Wilson's on IR. Pretty sure McCaffrey's on IR. Basically, all IR means at this point is you can't play until week 10. So, I mean, it's not that big a deal. But, uh, yeah, it means you're inactive, though. So, hmm. All right. I mean, I'm, that's all I got. That's we all we got. I'm, I'm literally caught up in this Jaguars game. Unless you want to hear about my fantasy league. I mean, fantasy beat you last week. Well, Took I, you down. It was, close. it was a close game. My fantasy team has not been great. But I will note, ESPN League right now, Everybody has losses. Nobody's undefeated anymore, which means everybody is back in the league, except for Bradley Lowing, who's 0-5, and I am convinced has the worst fantasy luck ever, and I apologize to Bradley Lowing. He has Dak Prescott, too. He has good players. He has good players, but that man every year has some of the worst fantasy luck, and I apologize I'm worse than our division, but everybody's tied, basically. Two and three, man. I mean, There's a lot of two-loss teams, a lot of three-loss teams, so... This season wide open. I'm starting Trevor, Marvin Jones Jr., and Gasecki, and they're all doing great. I got Gasecki in one of my leagues. I like Gasecki. He's been good. He's supplying for the for the injured Gronk, who has just you know the bolts have fallen off, the springs are shot, and he's done. I don't think he's coming back, man. 
Yeah, man. He's broken. He, you saw all the injury. <laughs> I saw a meme, a funny-ass meme. It said Gronk had a fractured rib, a, a punctured lung, and, like, bruised sternum. And the, it was the meme that said, this dude got in a fight with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was a street brawl real quick with, with Batman. Batman. Batman kicked Took his him ass down. and moved on. <laughs> Tied him up, went to jail. It was unfortunate for Gronk. Nah, you just beat him up to like fall. You don't hurt him or kill him. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, That's all we got. We we have supplied 43 minutes of solid content. We're back. We'll try to. We are going to be more consistent. We got to stop getting under the weather. Yeah, I was sick. It happens, man. Kind of persistent. And you know, sometimes you just gotta rest it up. Get back to healthy. Sports. Sports. Catch ten, you next week. Ten to two Tigers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, a very moody sports show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.